racetracks around Australia. Here's Inside Motorsport. A big show this week, Oran Park for the VFC Gases Super Touring Cars, and we'll have an opportunity to catch up with Alan Webber on Mark Webber's performance in his first run in the Mercedes GT cars. Ravel Steering is Canberra's longest established steering and suspension specialist. With their experience, there are no better people to turn to for shock absorbers, TRW tie rod ends and ball joints, polyurethane suspension bushes, and the famous King Springs. Ravel Steering offer a range of wheel alignment and balancing, so call today to find out why your vehicle's steering and suspension can be maintained or improved by Ravel Steering. 28 Mort Street, Braddon, phone 6247-7711. Joining us as he does each and every touring car round is Colin Ford and last weekend the racing was at Oran Park for round two of the BOC Gases Championship. Colin, a very interesting day had by all. That's right, it was a, a race meeting which had a lot of drama, a lot of excitement and uh, despite the fact it was a, a rather cold and blustery day, a reasonable crowd turned out to Oran Park. The day's racing was basically dominated by the Audi pairing of Brad Jones and Cameron McConville taking, Brad Jones taking pole for both races and uh, also winning both races. The surprise for the day, however, was in the first race, where Cameron McLean took off from the line very, very rapidly and got ahead of the Audi pair, and for some time kept them at bay until they eventually wore him down. The other surprise of the first race was privateer John Henderson, who is showing his car for the first time this year, a couple of years old Vauxhall Vectra, who came in fourth place after an amazing run through the field. I had a chance to talk to John just after the race. Oh, it was great. Uh, had a really good run through the, uh, through the start of the race. Uh, bit hectic first corner as usual. Came out pretty well and then uh, just got into a rhythm and just tried to maintain it till the end. This is uh, your first race this year. We haven't seen since uh, your one race last year at Amaroo. Had a few problems during practice, so uh, this is obviously a good reward. Yes, yeah, um, Many problems Friday and Saturday, but uh, this morning warm-up, everything went right and it's all come together. Obviously, and we got the result. So we're very, very pleased, the whole thing. Unfortunately, John Henderson was unable to front the second race when his car suffered engine troubles just before the, the start of the second race, so he had to retire for the day. The winner for race one was Brad Jones, who overtook Cameron McLean after about 10 laps and went to the lead. I had a chance to talk to Bradley at the conclusion of the race. Yeah, he did a great job. He was uh, he was certainly on it. Uh, I just pulled him around for 10 laps, trying to stay with him, and um, and then his tyres were going off a little bit. I was losing a little bit of pace, and I started to run him down and uh, had a bit of a wobble coming on the straight, and I just dived down the inside of him. But the traffic was pretty hard, and I could see a fair bit coming up, and I wanted to try and get by him before we got to the track. The other driver who had his own dramas during the first race was Karen McLean. Karen McLean treated the two Audis at the start of the race and actually led for about 10 to 11 laps until eventually his tyres started to go away and Brad Jones overtook him. Then he was overtaking a slower car. He had it coming together which damaged his steering, broke his steering rack as he said at 160 kilometres per hour. No steering, not a lot of fun. I saw a gap down inside the Audis and realised that um, you know, I had to go for it and I did and it paid off and we led for probably, I can't remember, 10, 11 laps or something like that. And uh, yeah, Brad repassed it which is Fair enough, and we were hanging on to him and trying to make way through the uh, the lappers and try and maybe pick a spot to pass him when he gets the strikers and lappers. And um, yeah, we touched the Hyundai and, and went out of the race out a second, so it was a bit disappointing. But um, the boys are working pretty hard, they'll get it back together for the next race. In terms of the uh, performance off the line and the, the power of the bands over down the track, do you think that bodes well for the next race? 
Yeah, well, if I can do it again, it's probably more than pleased. Um, the pit stops are in the next race. You know, it's a longer race. You've got to drive and conserve the tyres a bit more. So it's a bit of a different race, but, you know, to uh, be first in the first corner is a huge help, isn't it? Well, when it's time for the second race, things are a little bit different. This time, Brad Jones and Cameron McConville both got good starts and were able to hold out both Jim Richards and Cameron McLean in his BMW for most of the race. As it was, the pit stops also threw some interest into this second race with the cars coming in and doing uh, very, very fast pit stops. Cameron McLean's team putting in the fastest for the day uh, unofficially. However, the end result was that uh, Brad Jones was the winner on the day from Cameron McConville in the second Audi, Jim Richards taking out third in both races, John Henson taking uh, fourth in the first race, but Cameron McLean taking fourth in the second race with Mark Adderton rounding out uh, the five on the day. Of interest in this particular race meeting was the fact that uh, now we have both Audi drivers sitting equal at the top of the points score for the BOC Gasser Super Touring Championship from Jim Richards and then Cameron McLean with Mark Addison in fifth position. After the second race, I was able to talk to Brad Jones and he was able to tell us his view of the day's racing. Well, very happy. It's, uh, it's been a pretty good week. The car's been fastest every time we took it out by one practice session and it's working really, really well. We seem to have Got it sorted out for uh, for Oran Park. He was just racing once, but um, uh, as planned, yeah, really, really good. One of those things in terms of chasing the balance in the car is often a, a problem for the team, or is it? Uh... Last couple of races, I've, I've struggled with the balance in the car, and so it's a matter of us uh, finding the right thing. And I haven't been able to do it. And some, for some reason, we've come here, and it's just suited me a little bit more than Cameron. And um, he's the one that's had to play with his car for the last three days to try and catch up. So. It's just a personal preference thing. We grab different driving styles, and um, sometimes you guys sit him, sometimes it sits me. From here, you move on to the Philip Island. After those results, you'd have to be uh, looking forward to that round. I'm looking forward to Philip Island. It'll be a very hard one, though, because um, I think that the um, Volvo and the BMW with the extra legs and the lighter weight they carry will be very hard to beat there. But uh, I'm still looking forward to it. We're both leading the championship. You know, long way to go, yeah, but uh, hopefully we're going to have a good year. Also supporting the VA Gathers Australian Super Touring Championship Iron Park last weekend was the second round of the Century Batteries Australian GD Production Car Championship. In the first race, Gary Walden showed the horsepower of the Dodge Viper GDS, all eight litres and V10 horsepower of it, off the line. However, it was a, a matter of time before the brakes on the big Dodge Viper started to give out and the eventual winner, Peter Fitzgerald and John Bauer, passed Gary Walden take the victory. In the second race, however, Peter Fitzgerald and John Bauer were both called for the pits for stop-go penalties for various infractions, which let Gary Walden get a good lead and was able to stretch the legs of the Viper to good effect and also could serve his tyres. So he was able to actually take the win in the second race from Dominic Benitka in the Porsche 911 RSCS. Running on the same weekend as the Australian Super Tours over in the UK, it was round three and four of the Auto Trader British Touring Car Championship. This race meeting taking place at Silverstone in Northam. In the short race, it was surprises all round, where David Leslie took out the first win for Nissan in the Nissan Primera GTE, the first win for Nissan in five years, from James Thompson in the Honda Accord and Jason Plato in the Renault Laguna. Unfortunate for current champion Alain Menu is the fact that he crashed the car during this race and had to have repairs performed between the races. In the second, the longer race, which included pit stops, even more surprises came to the fore when, because of rain during the race, 
pit stop strategies of the various teams made things a real gamble. And a gamble was certainly made by the Ford Mondeo team, who put Will Hoy onto the, the winner's podium with a brilliant pit stop just at the right time as the rain started to come down. So it was Will Hoy winning the first race for the Ford Mondeo team for quite some years, from Jason Plato second and Anthony Reid third. Unfortunately, the second race, David Leslie had a collision with one of the backmarkers and was proud of the race, and once again, reigning champion Alain Menu had an accident and spun out of contention. So it's really thrown the British Touring Car Championship wide open, and currently at this point in time, Jason Plato leads the championship on 44 points, from Ricard Rydell and James Thompson, equal on 36 points. Alain Menu sits down in fourth position, along with John Cleland on 22 points. Derek Warwick sits in sixth on 20 points, with David Leslie sitting seventh on 19 points. So it's actually wide open this year's British Touring Car Championship with the new pit stop rules and unseasonable weather making things quite open. For more Australian motorsport news, choose the newspaper with the most motorsport news. For subscription details, email msnews at corplink.com.au. Motorsport News, proud partners of Inside Motorsport. Joining us on Inside Motorsport now is Alan Webber. And Alan, you had the opportunity to spend some time with Mark and the Mercedes GT team as they went for the first meeting two weekends ago now. And I guess you must have been extremely proud with Mark's performance. Third place in his debut outing. Yes, that is a great job. and. Uh Mark's teammate uh, finished first, and uh, the sister car, the actual car that Mark had at the Melbourne Grand Prix meeting came second, and uh, the uh, car with uh, Bernd Schneider, uh, Mark's teammate, uh, they actually came third with, with Mark uh, finishing the last hour, came third, so uh, yeah, we were pretty wrapped about that. They were in a position to win the race, really, um, to be honest, but uh, uh, at the end of the first uh, hour, Bernd Schneider came in to pit the car for fuel. They weren't going to put new tyres on the car, but uh, unfortunately the motor didn't fire up again straight away, and they lost about 40 seconds in the, uh, the first pit stop. Uh, but then they took off again, and uh, they were about fifth on the road, and uh, Bert was doing a, did a great job, actually, because uh, the uh, the leading the forces were considerably quicker, to be honest with you, uh, at Eichelsleben. This is a new circuit in Germany, and uh, Bert had the, uh, was doing a terrific job, as I said, and the, uh, they had the car up to uh, second position, uh, and unfortunately the, the long pit stop uh, delayed them somewhat. But uh, when uh, they came in for Mark to change over, the car was in actually third, uh, and uh, Mark uh, was certainly the fastest driver on the track that stage, and unlapped himself from the, uh, the leading Mercedes, um, and uh, you know, was uh, out of second place when he took over the car, I think it was a 45 second gap back to third or back to mark and he had the down to seven seconds when uh, he unfortunately had a spin and I thought perhaps at the time it may have been his fault but uh, two laps later on the same corner uh, he lost a wheel, left hand front wheel so uh, he said afterwards that he had a problem with the front end, he thought it was the, the power steering that was playing up but in fact of course it was the wheel was on, the, on the hub and caused uh, him some problems. But all in all, uh, a pretty good result for him, really, and uh, he certainly uh, was able to hold his head high, and uh, we were all very delighted for him, for sure. Mm. Was there much talk about Porsche? They were very, very quick in qualifying, but uh, weren't able to hold up even into the first uh, or second hour. No, that's right. Uh, Porsches were fast, but unfortunately they had uh, uh, floor problems, and uh, both floors, well, the, the second Porsche uh, 
in the race, but the leading Porsche was still leading after the first hour. But unfortunately, the floor became loose and uh, affected downforce, and that sort of thing, of course. And uh, uh, once you have those sort of problems, that's the way racing cars are these days, uh, uh, all sorts of problems develop. Now, we don't hear much about the sports cars in Australia. How big was the crowd over there? Were they getting some good figures through the gates? Well, I think there were 35,000 there. Uh, that's probably was huge, I don't suppose. Nothing like a Formula One race, but uh, uh, most of the, the German people, I think because it was in Germany and Mercedes and Porsche, were, uh, they were, it generated a good bit of interest there, to be honest with you, I suppose, yeah. And what about Mark's chances for going to Le Mans? I know Mercedes haven't announced that program, but are there any inside rumours? Well, there probably are, but it's, uh, it's up to Mr. Hark and people like that to announce that, really, and they'll be making an announcement by uh, May the 2nd, uh, actually, about that, or before, before then. But that's, that's the deadline. The deadline is May the 2nd, that they've actually got to let the FIA people know, so uh, I guess we'll hear on uh, or before that. And how did Mark go fitting into the team? It's the first time, I guess, he's raced with a team as large as the AMG Mercedes squad. Yeah. Uh, how did the team all uh, work together? Well, really terrific, to be honest with you. I know he was a little bit uh, concerned, uh, and on Friday he was, to be honest, last Friday he was actually a little bit nervous, to be honest, but uh, uh, the weekend wore on, uh, he sort of, well, he, he fits in pretty well, of course, as you probably know, but uh, the, uh, they really made him feel welcome, and uh, they were terrific to me as well, to be honest with you. You know, the, I was allowed to do anything, go anywhere, and I think that sort of helped, helped his weekend a bit too as well. Uh, you know, we're all, all able to do uh, uh, simple things and uh, able to relax him a good bit, really. But uh, Saturday, he didn't qualify the car. He did go out in the session, but uh, they didn't put qualifying rubber on the car. Uh, and Burnt qualified the car uh, in fifth place, actually. Uh, the car just wasn't quite as they liked it, but uh, the race setup of the car was brilliant because Burnt, uh, as I said to you earlier, the, yeah, the car was in sixth position by, by uh, uh, the third corner on lap one. So, uh, And he's over in Miami now doing some tests at the Homestead Complex. What yeah. exactly is he uh, doing over there? Well, that'll, that's going to be a simulation for Lamar, and if they come through that OK, uh, well, then uh, they'll uh, probably make an announcement uh, uh, about whether they're going to do it or not. So if the cars come through that OK, both cars have gone over there, or actually both brand-new cars, they're 1998 cars. I saw them while I was at AMG uh, about a fortnight ago, and uh, uh, they're slightly different cars are the one that Melbourne, Mark had at the Melbourne Grand Prix, but uh, they are considerably quicker. I say, I asked Mark there how much quicker he thought they'd be around Ossisleben, uh, and he thought about between two and a half and three seconds, so uh, that'll really, uh, you know, it'll uh, stir the Porsche boys up, that's for sure. We appreciate you taking your time to uh, tell everyone okay. what happened over there in Germany. Thanks very much, Alan Weber. Not a worry. To contact Inside Motorsport, please send email to Ravel at spirit.com.au Thanks for being with us once again on Inside Motorsport. I hope you'll join us next week. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media in the studios of Triple SFM Canberra.